Hi everyone, it's Jill from Phoenix Health and Wellbeing. And it's Alison from Phoenix Health and Wellbeing. So Alison is our counselling coordinator and we're here today to talk about some issues around stress and anxiety. Um, I mean, just first of all, Alison, I think it's worth saying that stress is the body's physical response to an external stimulus. That's correct. Yes, it is. So um, your stress response is really designed to get you out of tricky situations um, and it's a response that's been with us since the dawn of human beings. Um, so your stress response basically uh, releases various hormones that alter functions in your body to give you the maximum chance of survival if you've got to fight for your life or run for your life or hide for your life. It's about survival. But stress and anxiety are two terms which can be used sometimes interchangeably. Yes. But I'm not sure they really are interchangeable. No, with with stress, um, it's a f mental and physical symptom that we get. Um, and in that, that can eventually go once whatever it's causing you, that stress is, has, has left. But with anxiety, it's around when we have an experience that we don't like or um, we we find quite distressing, that, for in simple terms, really, is imprinted in our brain. And right. whenever we feel anything similar to that in the future, that's when anxiety kicks in because it's taking you back to the place that you first had that bad experience right so stress is kind of um stress is a kind of short-term response yes and you usually or hopefully you have your stress response the stimulus goes away yeah um and you return to normal balance in terms of hormones correct but anxiety can be a continuation of stress yes it can be persistent right so you would still get your Stress response in terms of your hormone mm -hmm. balance altering. Yeah. But your anxiety can be caused by something that's in the past. Correct. Yeah. Experiences that we that come up. Uh, it's what in the um, therapy terms we can't call triggers. So right. it's accessing those triggers, which sometimes is very, very difficult because often it's going on un unconsciously in your brain. So you're not aware it happens before you realise it, so then the anxiety kicks in, and then from that you st you start panicking because you're having anxiety and worrying where that's coming from. And as human beings, mm. we want to know the answer. So the problem, so the fact that you don't know what's causing your anxiety, yes, causes you more anxiety. Correct. Yes. So Which you're in a vicious, a vicious circle, circle, aren't you? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, okay, so... Um, Which can then lead to things like panic attacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, from a massage therapist's point of view, I know touch can be very nurturing and can help to calm the system down in terms yeah. of lowering the heartbeat yeah. and blood pressure. Yeah. Um, from from a counselling point of view, how, how does counselling help to ease anxiety? Going back to what I was just saying about if we can try and access those triggers um, around what's what's causing people to have that anxiety mm. um, and looking at those and then what in layman's terms, retraining the brain to 
uh, look at that and go, well, actually, it's not as dangerous as I think it is. Right. Um, you know, for example, if you're, if unfortunately, you know, you might be riding down the road on your bike um, and then you hear lots of horns um, beeping and mm. you fall off um, and end up in hospital or whatever, that experience stays with you. So if you're out again cycling at a later date and a horn goes, it can then trigger you to feel, oh, I'm going to fall off my bike again, I'm going to fall off my bike again. And it's around learning to overcome mm. that that's not necessarily going to be the case. So Alison, that, that's quite a, a good example really about the bike because I had a bad bike accident last year. Yeah. I fell off my bike and um, I got concussion. Um, and there weren't any other vehicles involved. The reason I fell off was I just hit a slippy patch on the road mm-hmm. and my bike just sort of like went horizontally from under me. And, um, you know, I was I really bashed my head. Um, and what I found after that was whenever I rode my bike, if there was a gust of wind from the side or there was some kind of sideways movement, I would feel um, a release of sort of stress in my body. And I, I was very aware of it. I could really feel that I became anxious. And um, anxious, you know, the sort of thing that makes you gasp, that kind of, you know, when okay. something shocks you and you're sort of like... <gasps> yeah, so you're reali- you were reliving I, that I was moment. reliving it. Yeah. And um, I went on a cycling holiday... Um, and part of it, we had to cycle along a beach and it was, it was dreadful for me because the the bike was sort of skittering from side to side in the sand. Mm. And I was getting this sort of injection of stress Mm. every time it did it. Um, so it was pretty, you know, I can really see what you're saying about triggers. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And how they stay with us. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And what I had to do was I had to stop and get off the bike and I had to try and control my breathing and calm myself down. Okay, and you found that was helpful for you? Yeah, but you see, that's something that I do every time I feel stressed or when I know I've got um, a difficult situation. Yeah. I'll do a breathing exercise before it. So I, I had, you know, thankfully... I kind of like had a tool to deal with that anxiety. Yes. Yeah, and that's and obviously in therapy, that's something that you would try and work through with your client around putting tools in place that are mm. helpful. I mean, obviously for your breathing is for other people that might not work. Yeah. Um, so you would look at other options that might be that are available for them uh, to utilize, whether it be uh, focusing on something. Mm. Um, there's a. Um, a one, two, three, four, five technique where you would um, say, you know, find one book in the room. or oh, okay. okay, so you're occupying your brain yes. with something else, aren't yeah. you? Yeah, or for some people it's holding something. Yeah, yeah. And, and and even to the point where you go and run your hands under cold water, obviously in a therapy room that's a little bit different. Yes. But I suppose, you know, you would work around it with your client what yes. works best for them. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I think in... In my example, it was obvious to me what the trigger was, what was causing it, because yes. it had literally just happened. And I, I really was aware mm. that every time it happened after that accident, um, yeah. I was really aware that that was the cause. Yes. Yeah. When it becomes more difficult is when clients 
have had experiences in the past um, that they can't, they're no longer, well, uh, unable to access because the brain's buried it so deeply um, mm. to protect them because it's a protection thing. Um, it's in your subconscious and clients find that difficult to access. Oh, this is a reason why I'm doing X, Y and Z. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I can see that because you wouldn't even be aware of it yourself. No, no. If it's buried in the depths of your brain. Correct. And it's about, obviously, as a therapist working with the client and trying to explore and really unpick and get down to the root mm. of what's going on. And it isn't always easy. And obviously, if clients have buried it, so the last thing they want to do is think, bring it back to the surface. Yeah. Um, because it's it's been buried for a reason. Yeah, so does the brain, is it kind of like self-defence? The brain sort of it does. keeps stuff locked away that it, it that, that might cause us problems. Yes, it's a, it's a safety thing. It disassociates mm. with the event to protect us. Right, right. And sometimes just certain triggers come and it, it, it brings that back up. So Jill, you were saying about you for you, breathing exercises are very helpful, but it's something that you have done for quite a long time. So yeah. your brain has become used to um, that action that you're doing. So therefore, straight away, the signals are going, okay, I'm going to breathe now and this is going to calm me down. I think that is exactly what happens, yes. Alison. I think it's, I think you've got to, with any of these techniques for relaxation, um, that are self-applied mm. i think you have got to do them regularly yes you are trying to reprogram your brain or your stress response correct yeah i think breathing works um it works for me i'm very logical and i know that um it's been clinically proven that mm. if you take deep breaths mm. into your abdomen you override your stress response yes um, there's a particular gland in the brain that fires cortisol to parts of the brain when you're under stress mm. And breathing switches that off. Yeah, and I, and I know it works for me because I because I because I yes. do it time and time again. Uh, do you think we should should we should we have a go or should we just do a bit of breathing? Yes, so people can um, yeah be aware. Everybody can join yeah, in. It's not just it's as simple as breathing in and out, is it? It's no. a little bit more controlled yeah. than that. The brain loves rhythm. Yes, um, and it likes to have something to focus on. So if you it, it the real technique is getting your breathing into a rhythm while making sure your breath goes into your abdomen. So if you put a hand on your tummy, you want to feel your tummy going yes. in and out when you breathe. Yeah, because I know when I first started doing yeah. it, I knew it was coming from a chest and not my abdomen. Yeah. And there is a big difference yes. in how it makes you relax and feel. Yeah, absolutely. So the other thing that I do, and I think everybody needs to find their rhythm mm -hmm. is I breathe in for a count of three mm -hmm. hold my breath for about a count of one and I breathe out for a count of three yeah some people find that too short and they yes. do four some people yeah. do three in five out that, yes you know it's it's about people finding out what works for them yeah 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 okay so I'm going to do my way and people can have a go Simple breathing exercise. I'm sitting down. I've got my feet flat on the floor. I've got one hand on my tummy so that I can feel it moving when I breathe. And I'm going to take nice breaths in through my nose for a count of three. Hold my breath and breathe out for a count of three. So here goes. In. 
hold, out, in, hold, out, in, hold, out. I can already feel myself starting to relax. And I think it's it works that quickly for me because I have practiced it. Um, we will be exploring the issues covered in this podcast in more detail in future podcasts. So we look forward to you joining us for them. Okay. Enjoy your breathing. And so it's goodbye from me, Alison. And goodbye from me, Jill.